All right. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hi. Uh, I guess we're, we're, let's just say everyone's names. This is Gabby. And I'm Miska. We have a special guest with us. <laughs> Hi, Lynn. We've been talking to Lynn for a little while. We've had a really interesting conversation, but now we asked her if it was okay with her for her to record her for a little while so that she can tell us a little bit about Oslo because we have our own real life Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, we, we caught one in the wild. Yeah, I'm a wildling as they call them in the Game of Thrones. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did also have some questions of like random stuff that we had asked before. We're gonna ask Lynn and she's gracious enough to give us her own answers. Well, the first obvious one is the one that I feel like I've asked a million times. I now feel like I understand the basics of Casa Grupa, but I don't understand. You explained to us a little bit in the email of why do we not see it for the rest of the show. Uh, so please. So that's a weird thing. I didn't went to Nissen, but I went to one of the other or um, Oslo schools like in the city. And the thing is that in Oslo, especially, I think they do it as well in like outside of Oslo, but it's more like connected to the Russibus or Rus thing. Mm-hmm. So every year, the students sort of organize like a theater or a performance that is sort of like to promote their schools as well, but it's also like to put on a show for audiences and maybe people who want to attend, attend the school, you know? Okay, interesting. So I think every year there's about 15 of them in Oslo and Bærum and Asker and like the surrounding communities around Oslo or counties, I guess. And to put on this show, you have to have a group of actors and dancers, which you also see in the show. Kosegruppa, of course. PR, which also is mentioned. The building group and like the one who writes, uh, writes the sketches and like the performances and stuff like that. So it's a big thing. So each year there's pointed about, I think, mostly three or four people who like leads them who's the bosses of the entire group right or the review and then they delegate them to these different groups right i was back in uh, well when i went to high school i was in for one year i was kusa chef which we called it then and well your main responsibility is to arrange the parties for the school and you make food for like the actors or uh, people participating, because this whole thing lasts for maybe two months, I think. So you live at the school, put this show on, you know? And you provide games, uh, like fun activities, so people don't get bored during this time. And you also have the like kiosk during the show, so you provide like uh, nourishment during like, Mm the actual performance. So you sell like uh, soda or cakes or buns. I love it. It also, none of it seems like something that Isak would ever be interested in. So I get what never go back. And that's the fun thing because this critic uh, that I spoke, uh, uh, talked about earlier, he was also like, if there was one group that Isak would be interested in, in like participating in, because like a lot of people are into the review. So it's like, in the scum, it seems like this stupid thing, you know? And I guess it sort of is, but it's sort of, sort of also like a community. So there's a lot of people participating mm-hmm. in it. So it's not like uh, just 20 people, you know? I think in the one where I was at, we were about like 150 people. 
Okay. So it's a big thing. But in my group, Kusigruppa, which is like the fattest one, I guess. <laughs> it is, because you don't really do anything except cook. <laughs> so so you're you're the smallest one and you're also like the one that Isaac would never be in because it's like cooking is like providing comfort to people. He's like the most angriest boy. He would never do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. And I think the confusion also stems from like we said before, that there's certain terms, especially they're hard to translate, add it to that, the early translations, you know, it was even more of a struggle to translate those terms. So then suddenly it just became this huge question mark uh, where most people were just like, I don't understand what's going on. And there just weren't the adequate words to explain. And that's also one of the things like Isaac would never do this, right? Because <laughs> one of the groups that he would be in is like maybe the builders group. There's a group called Raid, uh, which is like you basically steal stuff for the review. <laughs> Which okay. I guess is more like his appeal, I guess, or I don't know. But uh -huh. so that's like one of the more funniest elements is that he purposely joins this group to meet Evan. Yeah, know? exactly. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you you know, there's only one reason and that is Evan. Okay, that's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's great insider perspective. I had, this is a very stupid one, uh, but I'm still going to ask it. I just had a question about the public transportation in Oslo. Uh, because I keep calling it a bus, but I've heard it's not a bus. <laughs> yeah, we have all of them. The thing you see in the show, in season one, there's, I think they're taking, where they had the fight, that's a tram. Trick, we call it. And that's also the one that Isaac and Evan, well, the, the meeting. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah, he doesn't know where he, yeah. That's also a tram. And then in season four, in the first episode, I think. Yeah, I think the first clip. Yeah, when Yusuf is trying to, like, get the sauna's attention. That's a metro. Okay, that's a metro. Okay, in the, that first episode. That's like, oh, so, like, when we meet the balloon squad, uh, <laughs> it's at the metro station. Yeah, we really don't use buses because there's a lot of traffic, like, in inner city Oslo. And Hartwig Nissen, the school, is in sort of the inner city. So it's easier to use trams uh, or just walk, I guess. They could just walk from Nissen to their collective, I guess. I did have... A question related to the collective actually well more to the I like we, we sort of made a reference to it before where we were like oh you know when the parents well if we see parents so that whole idea of like there really aren't that many parents or like living in sort of like apartments how is is it something that's normal at the high school age or is that a scam thing like what's the deal uh, that's definitely a scum thing. Okay, um, cool. That's what I figured, and I was more like a storytelling choice more than anything else. Especially in Oslo. During my um, university studies, uh, I met a lot of people who had moved from home to study uh, in high schools, uh, like in bigger cities. But that is if you're from like a really small place who doesn't have that like kind of line that you want to do. If you want to do drama or media or like... Um, yeah, well, uh, like specific studies, you know, but in also if your transportation time is about an hour from your school, mm -hmm. then you can move away from school and get like a stipend to do that. Isak would never get that. So I, I was wondering that was that was related to sort of like, hey, is there subtleties that we have missed in terms of like, like we said, like that the actual city itself and where where people live in relation to the school, etc. Or I think that's like, in his case, I guess it's more like a child-supported thing, uh, supported, what do you call it, protective yeah. service. Yeah, thing. yes. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of concerned about that because in his case, I would think that they would be involved. <laughs> yeah, because his parents are almost neglectful. Like his mom, I mean, his mom has mental health issues. So presumably she may be even, even in and out of hospitals. We don't know. But his dad is just like, peace, like here's some money. <laughs> go, go have fun. And it's like, it's normal. That's a, that's a show thing. Nura also has neglectful parents. She comes from another town. She says it in the show. So, uh, so she probably got the stipend for Yeah, she did. Well, so and in her case, it's more likely, you know. She could also go to a school closer to where she's really from. But uh, but I guess she, well, you could, like, use the shows. Uh, she wants to go to this specific line. So she had to move to Oslo, you know. So the school that they're in, is that, would that be the equivalent of our high school or... Because I know in the UK they have college, which is sort of more emancipated than high school, but not as not a full university. And also, how common is it that schools are specialized? And like, do you choose? Like, how old are you when you choose your future career? Hartvik Nissen or Nissen, as it's called, is like a, your general high school. You go there when you're 15 or 16, and in Norway you have like you could uh, go real sciences which is what Isaac Kinsana does, mm-hmm. or you can go languages, more like specific in languages and like art, writing, stuff like that. You can do acting or drama, which is what Nissen is really a school for, which is okay. why the actors go there. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So they have like a drama line. Uh, and you can also go sports, like uh, tennis or crossroads skiing stuff like that they have like special things for that but you can also go like general studies i guess you call it uh which is just like your average uh high school experience with like english norwegian math stuff like that and then you choose biology physics if you want to be like into them like to become a doctor or stuff like that you have to choose that pretty early to like get your credits to get into the university you know uh, but you do that already from your second year of high school. Wow, pretty early. So Nissan, you can pick that versus like what's something like um, I can't remember the name. The one that Evan and Elias all all went to. Like, is is it the same? Is it different? Does it have like are each schools known for something different or? Elvebakken. <laughs> I know how to write it. I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> I think you pronounce it well. Uh, yeah. um, they are specialized in media. Okay. Education, yeah. And uh, Nissan is... Which makes sense for Evan. Yeah. yeah, right. I think that's why Julie chose him to go there. They also have, like, the general studies real yeah, yeah. line. Yeah, you learn everything, but you also, like, have more emphasis on a certain field of study. But that's a lot um, of criticism on the Norwegian education system, is that you have to... Mm-hmm quite early. Right now is that Nissen is one of the hardest schools to get into okay. because of Scott. Interesting. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I wanted to ask about the work study day or whatever that they do, that they oh. all have to go and did you do it? What did you do? How does it work? <laughs> well, actually, I was one of the, well, I was the treasurer for it for a while. Uh, so I only had to work uh, two of the three years. So in my high school, well, the first year we had the Operation Dachsweig, which is called Operation Day's Work. So you're supposed to get in about, when I was in school, it was about 500 kroners, which is about $80 maybe. Not, it's not much. Well, it is for like a high school student, but for a day's work, it not, it's not much. So all of them have to do that for like 
you don't have to do it for like the eight hours of that day, though you're supposed to, but you have to like get the money and then you return it to the school. And then that goes into like a, a fund of like donations to a specific, like it could be the Red Cross or it could be during the Syrian refugee, <laughs> refugee okay. crisis. It was a lot of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, which has also come up in the show. Or like uh, clean water. I think actually the government decides on what. Because I think it's a government-found project. The year that I worked on it, we had this special project with uh, my school and I think three other schools where we decided to build a girls' school uh, in Sierra Leone. So it was specific for girls with children or like young mothers to get them three or four years of education. I think the project lasted for, that was when I was the treasurer of it. So I think it lasted for four years. And then we managed to actually build a school, school in Freetown in Sierra Leone. That's like amazing. That. That's very cool. That's so cool. That's, it is. Yeah. And I think that blows me away. It's it so interesting because uh, I think that, that also relates to, I mean, it's not like we don't do, um, you know, community service stuff in high school in the United States, but it's definitely, I think, a different mentality towards it than that. And it relates, I think it relates to what we were saying beforehand that we didn't record when we were talking about taxes, et cetera, about this idea of genuinely giving back and sort of like taking care of each other that I think we're seeing is a problem in American culture, uh, <laughs> that it, it just doesn't exist to that. It's not part of like yeah. the core. Um, and it's something that has to be fostered, you know, from childhood, you know, so that so that you adopt it as a as like a fundamental understanding of the world, you know, just the way you relate to people. Yeah, well, it is because we're so privileged in this country. Like my education could be free if I hadn't decided to go to private school in the U.S., you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's why we decided to build that school was because that when you're from a small town outside of Sierra Leone in the world's second poor, poorest country, you don't get that. You have one, uh, one choice and that is to like survive. And when you don't even know how to write or read, how can you manage that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and that's why we uh, specifically chose girls because in those countries, uh, girls are not usually chosen to get the education if they're supposed to get one education. They usually give it to the boys, right? All right. We don't want to keep you for too long because we have been here a while, but I think we do have two two things uh, that I feel like we didn't really talk about. I mean, we talked uh, on our own about the sort of popularity and impact of uh, SCOM in Norway, uh, but we still haven't talked about on <laughs> about Nura and William, so I do want to talk slightly, a little bit about that. Uh, and then just in general, Liska was like, oh, yeah, and we should we should talk about the Ruse experience because now now we feel like we're experts on it. Yeah, so those are like our two sort of last big questions. Well, Nur and William, I don't really know. I don't but why do you think why do you think that that was the thing that really made the show so popular in, in Norway, from what I understand, like really took it to another level? I think because the, it appealed to a lot of teenage girls, the stereotypical douchebag Norwegian high schooler. Yes, like I've seen that guy in every schoolyard. 
Um, so very relatable is what you're saying. There's a huge fantasy aspect to that. And I sort of think that the reason he's so like controversial is that he can't be translated to the U.S. audience. Okay. Um, because we're not used to being showered with gifts or like the door opening when you get into the car. Mm. Girls and boys pay. When, when you go out on a date, they split the bill. That's usual in Norway. And I think that's why he feels so cold to an international audience, I guess. But he's also a douchebag. So <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm only saying because, I mean, as, as we talk more off screen, it really was uh, season three and Evan and Isaac that became the international draw of the show. And I think it does relate a little bit to what you're saying. I think Isaac and uh, Evan, even though they're very specific characters, it's easier for uh, inter- like audiences to understand what those characters are supposed to be from the start. And they feel a little bit more similar to what we've seen before, even though, again, their stories are very specific. And, and they have more likable personalities. That's true. <laughs> Except um, maybe Isaac in this first. Uh, uh, so I have one very specific question going back to William. The sweatshirt thing, is that a common thing? No. no <laughs> okay. No, just wanted to they just wanted you to get that he was a douchebag. They were like, in case yeah, of extra, like him, extra douchebag. Like him being, uh, no, 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 not at all. But fun fact is that his, uh, the actor, uh, well, his um, Ruspus pants, uh-huh. uh, they were donated to charity. Oh, wow. And they were like a bunch of corners. Well, I, somebody bought them and the money were donated to charity. So William sort of did something good, I guess. There you go. There you go, William. I was on a bus. It's sort of like what they do in SCOM. That is like the minute you start high school, you have to plan for this graduation ceremony. This is very particular to Oslo or like the biggest cities in uh, Norway. I think they've actually banned the buses in some of the smaller cities but like in the three biggest they still have buses around and you spend so much money doing it <laughs> if you're good at planning you start doing like you get like jobs in cafes so you do stuff like that and you do that for like almost every weekend of your entire you're, you're saving okay it's interesting i've always wanted to make didn't know i wouldn't know how to show it because it's not like as interesting as Ruse, but in, in Puerto Rico, at least in the private schools in San Juan, I will admit that much privilege. Prom is a really big deal, and you're like saving up for it for for a very long time. But it's also prom is a thing that you don't just go with your date or your friends, you go with your family too. Like my parents and my brother went to my prom. So and everyone like dresses up and it's a big deal, but it's like it's it's a very interesting uh thing I think of like Puerto Rican culture we had the best salsa band in Puerto Rico they're like internationally known it's a huge thing we have that on the Rusebus as well you could invite your family so we have like family days oh um, cool where well, Anne has no family so well my grandma was on our oh, bus that's very cool with her that's like so wheelchair almost and, like they have to carry her in like, <laughs> yeah then you only play like soft music you know? okay yeah yeah, yeah. I participated mm-hmm. uh, in it, and I think it's like, well, it's awesome while you're in it, but it's a, such a stupid thing. You party for 30 days and then you have to take your exams. Yeah. I know. I'm always like, who does this? 
I remember I went home on the 17th, which is the Constitution Day. So you're done with the parade and stuff. So you're done with the city. And then I had to take my Norwegian exam on the 19th of May. And I slept for, I think, 18 hours. I woke up the night before I had to take my exam at 3 a.m. or something. And then I had to study like until 9 a.m. And I just remember having like this thought in my head, like, at least you had fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, Look, you might you might fail, but you had fun. You had fun. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know why that made me realize a question that I used to have. And I don't know if I had answered it myself, but I have it again. And I think it's like a subtitle thing. But why? I remember in season four when Sana's studying for her exam, science exam or whatever, the subtitles keep calling it the mock exam. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. What does that mean? In the Norwegian, it's called tentamen, which is, it sort of affects your grade. In Norway, you have examen, which is like a separate grade. I could get A, but then you have to get up on your actual exam. And then that's a separate grade. I could get A in like, because my teacher likes me or um, she thinks I'm a good student or something. But then I could get, I could fail my exam if I didn't go, do a good job. So the mock exam or tentamen, which they call it, is practice for that actual exam. But that could also inflict your actual grade. That's why she's studying. Okay. I mean, I didn't doubt that she was studying. She was also using it, using it as an excuse. Well, I guess she wasn't really studying. She wasn't really studying. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh, I have one more culture question for you, though. It's kind of our culture in a way. Did you, get, did you watch Scam Austin at all? Yeah, I did. I tried to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of what we think but um i think maybe it's because i'm too connected to the norwegian mm-hmm. world i think a lot of like norwegian fans didn't really because it was mostly the same thing right and i don't yeah. believe that i've i've studied i've been in new york i worked in new york i did an internship at this law firm in new york and that was for me, coming from Oslo, the most awful things I've ever done because, like, the culture there. I was gonna um, say internships are awful, but go on. Uh. <laughs> oh, but, well, it is. Yeah, it's awful in Oslo as well. So it's not that, but it's more like I guess I don't believe that being a teenager in Oslo would be the same as being a teenager in Austin. I think they tried to make it that. Yeah. Yeah, like the amount of sort of time and research that Julie spent in Oslo yeah. and making it specific, like we said, to Oslo, maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. given the same when you translated it to, to the Facebook version. Right, and there's so many things about like the realness aspect to SCUM, uh, which is that most of the actors, actors, they didn't know the secret. All of them got like, they got a secret. Uh, oh, okay. They were not- to say that secret to the other to the other person okay so for instance Tariai well Isaac he didn't know about the mental illness storyline he didn't know about that so he figured that out for himself while doing one of the scenes because he was like why is this sentence so important maybe something a storyline and I think that why it maybe feels a little bit like a copy because they know what's about to come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think maybe maybe that's why even us ourselves we react so strongly because we we've been watching all the remakes when there is a big change uh, because it does make it feel 
kind of like that. Like, I don't know. It's own thing. Like it's own thing. Like, well, it doesn't even have to be a big change. I think even small things show the most successful adaptations seem like the ones that have done the best job of taking the things we know and love from the show, but combining them with the local culture, right? For me, once it's found its footing, it's why I like Druk so much, especially the, the later seasons. I, it, it felt very German to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I liked the changes I did, did make, uh, etc. That was what I was ex- uh, excited about with the adaptations, like make it to your, what's your uh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. it's what we always ask and I think I think I was underwhelmed I and mean, I even though I understood it that for the uh, Austin it was like a dance troupe and I was like I don't know I feel like we can do something better than that right yeah um, it doesn't have the same significance but, as right and it doesn't the even have to be that it ha- uh, well uh, what did in Druk they just have like a party, right, or something? I, it oh, it's, just- uh, it's the prank. The prank? No, that's for season three. I don't remember. What is it that they're doing? Uh, I think it is a party. Like I think it's a party, yeah. Yeah, or they're, yeah, something party, really. Well, in Italy, they're just like, we're going to be the cool kids. Like, it doesn't even have any device. <laughs> that's something that you could translate to every. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, oh, I want to be cool. I want to be something in this yeah. high school, which is what Vilda is... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. About just being somebody, right? And I think that was what kind of disappointed me about like their adaptations because that was I think what was the idea was how it is how is it to be a youth in like France or Germany. I actually do think that making it in Austin was the right call. I think it's really interesting. I mean, I think yeah. we've we've made arguments for other, but there is something really interesting about Austin because it is very Texas, but also very progressive. So having that, I think you, you can have a lot of interest, interesting things there and specificity that, yeah, you kind of don't really see it. It could have been anywhere That's else. That's true. That's such a good point. It could have been in Chicago. Like it didn't matter as much as I think it should, as it should have, obviously, that it was Austin. Austin, Austin is a very specific city in a very specific state. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's maybe difficult to, translate this story from like a really progressive country like Norway where like the contraceptive part yeah. of it yeah or um stuff like that like we were really excited about like how are they going to do that in the US yeah, I was gonna say that that's definitely something that I always look out for also like how does each country deal with that yeah and they didn't it wasn't at all specific to what I imagine it would be in the United States so. yeah right yeah. and then they have to cut a lot of it because of maybe uh like you didn't have the doctor or well she's not a doctor she's yes a she's a nurse <laughs> <laughs> and she's also uh, she's actually never named uh they call her skrulla because that's basically mean crazy in Norway. Uh, <laughs> our favorite we didn't know that <laughs> dr crazy sure. is basically what they call her okay okay that's, yeah fair enough that's very funny yeah. And then when they got along in the seasons, I felt like they had to add a lot of drama, which I feel like wasn't necessary in the scam storyline. Well, scam is a drama, of course. But yeah, of course. But realistic drama. Like, of course, there's stuff there that would probably never happen. Like, yeah, and there's conflict. The, yeah. My friend Shelby, she watched, she watched all of scam at my urging. And I think eventually she watched a little bit of Italia too. And, uh, she, she was always really interesting because she's also a writer. She was like, it's really fascinating because 
like the stakes are pretty relatively high within everything, right? And then you always think they're going to go for the big dramatic solution. And then they always go, they don't go for that. But that's part of the appeal, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, and that was when following it live, like uh, I got into, well, I got into season two, but I started watching clip to clip on season two, but I wasn't like, uh, that was season three. Well, I was obsessed during season three. And I think all of Norway was because, well, mostly because of the amazing actor. Um, yeah. Well, now, known now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for his career, even though I can't understand anything that he's done. So like, uh, like I, I don't have access to it. Uh, I'm still <laughs> excited to see. We had to change the rules for him to be nominated for an award. So really? that's a lot about, yeah, Gullruten, which is yeah. the award. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it, it's the award I never try to say the name of. What was the rule they changed? So the thing is that he was 17, right? Uh, but you had to be 18 to win the award. So they had to change the rules to be like, if you turned 18 during the year you won, that's okay. 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 <laughs> and that was like, because he turned 18, I think maybe two, two weeks later or something. Okay. So it was solely just because they knew he would won, win, yeah, right? That's great. And that's the fun thing about him because he's one of the biggest actors in Norway now, which is crazy because I think he never really wanted it. He just wanted to be like in a theater dude. Yeah. And now he has an annual contract with Norwegian theater. I was going to say, he does a lot of theater, from what I understand. Okay, cool. So he's, he's under contract now. Oh, right? wow. Yeah, so he has, like, I think he's um, the main in, like, two or three uh, theater shows coming up now. So. Gabby, when we go to Oslo, when we're allowed back into Oslo, <laughs> we're going to the theater. <laughs> then I can just whisper in your ear the Yes, yes. Right? I'm like, okay, what's happening? Okay, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because he doesn't really speak uh, English that much. He always says that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the sense that I got. I think it's mostly because of the fandom or why it ended. Yeah. Like people were stalking him. I respect him from keeping his distance because that's crazy. But I think you are right that his acting really takes what is already a great show into another level. Uh, now on can recording, you, can you tell us how to pronounce his entire name again? Tari Sandvik Mo. Okay, cool. Is it a common name or is it unusual? Well, it's uh, actually common more where um, Lisa is from, like the... Um, mm. Okay. Lisa, yeah. Uh, it's, so, yeah, it's sort of common, common, but sort of an old Norwegian name, I guess. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, when I don't know how to pronounce a name, I try to think of it in Spanish, and it gives me a little closer, but not with him. But not with that one. And it's also pronounced, like, differently, differently in Norway, where you're from in the country. So. Okay. What I was saying about maybe why, I think, because of the actors, they didn't need to put in a lot of unnecessary drama. And I guess that's why I don't really like the, well, I think it's fascinating to watch them, of course, the adaptations and stuff like that. But they put in a lot of like maybe things that's not really necessary to the scum plot. <laughs> it's not being hit by a car, or it's not yeah. like being, yes, and that's and that's and that's why that's why I react the way I react to friends. It's not out of like me trying to be a hater 
for example, it's, it's just like, it doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel like the right instinct when you're trying to do scum. Yeah, it loses, it loses the flavor of scum by, by taking yeah. it into that direction. So yeah, you need to keep the plot elements. It's, yeah, Liska still hasn't seen the being hit by a car. But as I said, that oh, was- Oh wait, that's a real thing. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> It happened. I yeah. thought you were making it up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or the what the fuck thing. Oh yeah. Uh, the, uh, yes. Exactly. That's that's another one. Yeah. Why I also we haven't discussed it either. But I I've told Liska about it because I was like, okay, if you are gonna do it, well then do it for a reason. And then you didn't even do it for a reason. And then explain it, right? Because I think that's what scum does. It 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 explains it. Of course, it has. It should be criticized as well because maybe they did explain the mental illness as well or yeah. the eating disorders or stuff yes. like that but they didn't do like the big dramatic somebody's yes. gonna kill themselves right they hinted at it of course and that's not really in the script you can see that that was not really his intent he just wanted to tell um his story right or uh, being sorry about that but i think some of the adaptations put that to like a really big or making drama out of that and i think that what scum did a well was that they had so good they had so many good act actors that could just display that with their face yeah. and they didn't need to like put the drama in there I yes guess. i i could write essays about Tarhe's face uh, <laughs> uh but yes and i think and i think especially as the seasons went on and julie kind of realized the talent that she had she was able to trust them with more and just that, or even like we said uh, between us earlier, the ad lib, right? That's like, that comes from a place of trusting the talent that you have. Um, so uh, it's really interesting. I have no idea how she did that on the audition because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. As far as I know, she just gave them a secret, right? She interviewed them while they were carrying that secret and they were supposed to hide it. As long as like so they had to lie to her as well as they could and that's okay. so fascinating like in audition process just yeah. lie to me yeah lie to me. <laughs> that's brilliant i love that you know tell my director friends about that <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating anything else you want to share lynn thank you so much for talking to me wow this is amazing <laughs> thank you for oh, so, yeah. talking to us yeah we had a lot of fun yeah super fun and learned a lot of new stuff so yes yeah <laughs> This is great. Uh, yeah, and if you ever have more questions for us, uh, you have the, the email and uh, just let us know. <laughs> Goes for everyone else too. We can't talk about Norway, but we can talk to you guys about Norway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to your uh, last episode. Soon. With all of the language, like we had sort of ideas, you know, because some of the songs gave us an inkling or what was about to happen. The songs that are used in Norwegian. <laughs> Especially the Gabriel song. Which okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And also some of the songs in season two and season one gave us like an inkling about what was supposed to happen because the songs that were used were telling the story about maybe a uh, breakup or mm. um, uh, problems regarding drugs or something like that you know um or mental illness in evan's case which is actually after the first kiss um, interesting a song literally saying i need a psychiatrist something is going on in my head and that's hard to <laughs> translate yes yeah we we that totally went over our head although i will say the choices in english also help 
Oh, when you do have. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of uh, what did you call it? Songs telling the story? Or yes, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that as well. Right? Okay, that's good to know that it that it's all in every language. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was so good to th- talk to you. Thank you so much for doing this. Wow. I'm- yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sorry, we went a little long on both parts, but yes, this is. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.